Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You're listening to Chicago's number one sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. And Odyssey Station. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. The Score! This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Ian Happ, outfielder for your Chicago Cubs. That's why playing at Wrigley is the best. Chicago and uh, and the Cubs faithful, they are incredible. They keep us up every single day. In the air center field, Alford back. Turn in, hit Ian Happ. Get out the tape measure for Ian Happ. What would you think about trying to do a quarantine coffee? Dinger dollars for everybody. Ian Happ will touch them all. Happ is a strong man. He hit that one where the big boys hit him. Hair looking so good. That's good. So good. Host of the Compound Podcast. Three infielders to the right of second. Happ swings and hits one deep to right. Way back. Gone. Ian Happ ties up the game. Ian Happ with Bernstein and Rahimi on the score. Dinger Dollars indeed. Ian Happ is on Twitter at IHAP underscore one. He is with us now in the Bernstein and Rahimi show on the Alpamonte Nissan hotline. Alpamonte Nissan on North Avenue in Melrose Parker at AP Nissan. Dot com. Ian, it's usually sort of perfunctory when I ask how are you, but now it's uh, I really mean it. How are you? Doing all right. Getting better. Uh, slow process. Uh, ribs are healing up, but um, not going as quick as I'd like, but hope to be able to uh, get some at-bats this weekend and help contribute. Kind of watch, watch the team do really well these last three games, but like to be a part of it. When you had that collision, I know it's something that outfielders are always being mindful of. Tell us how it happened and, and what you saw and how you saw it. Yeah, kind of the perfect storm there on um, game and line, play that had to be made. Uh, Nico and I both going for it. The way that he was going back, the way that I was going in, um, kind of just ran out of room. Um, didn't really give myself a good exit lane there. Uh, and then we did everything right. You know, I went low, he went high. Um, he caught the ball, which is the most important thing, but ended up um, wearing a I think uh, something like a forearm to the nose, knee to the ribs, foot to some other part of the stomach area or, or, or body. So it's not exactly how you draw it up. Um, but obviously, you know, things happen really quick. Get up from that, 
uh, blood gush and just hope that it wasn't uh, a head or something um, more serious and, and just kind of the pain and the um, reaction to that. I was a little dizzy when I got up, but luckily passed all the concussion stuff. Um, yeah, there's no issues there. It wasn't you know, really lucky, all things considered. It wasn't a need of the head. Um, and now it's just making sure that the body um, is coming back the way that we want it to. Ribs are no fun with uh, you know laughing, coughing, sneezing, sleeping. I imagine you're you're catching yourself with some some pretty basic human actions right now that can uh, elicit that, uh, that that pain that makes you gray out. Yeah, yeah, you need your core for basically everything. So until you uh, until something like that happens, or until you have a a core injury, yeah, you don't realize how much uh, you you depend on it. Um, but training staff here has been great. And and uh, Prange and PJ and Chuck, those guys have been working really hard and really diligently to get me back. So um, hoping I can contribute against the, the Pirates. It sounds like if you hadn't done the right thing and if Nico hadn't done the right thing when it came to the collision itself, both of you would be in much worse places right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, like one of the things that we're lucky for. I think both of us, um, you know, being such good friends. Uh, taking each other out and and you know it looked like I got the worst of it at first and and then he ends up having to go on the DL so I think both of the you know the emotional part of that um, taking your friend out of, out of the game um, you know, having to watch him go on the DL after something like that really sucks um, that that's something that you know he was emotional after um, sleeping in the training room and then you know once he woke up the next morning it wasn't feeling great that's uh, a tough one to swallow so it's that's why. You know, fans get mad sometimes when guys avoid a collision, the ball falls, and um, then you know why. Because that's you know, make sure guys stay on the field is more important than than one solo run. There's so many ironies in there too, because you know we were just talking. It was months ago when you were describing how much bigger and stronger Nico was, and here he is, a you know, founding part of the Compound Podcast, and then the injury leaves the actual Compound Podcast in in the hands of Dakota Meckes and Zach Short. So that had to be something for you, you know, to really to to allow that to happen. That shows you the severity of something like this when when you had to step aside from that. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to be looking at any screens or, or you know, on the, that first day of concussion protocol. So I uh, left it up to those guys a um, lot better than the first time. Uh, the first time I let them go, I was, kind of, I was having technical difficulties and was kind of looking over their shoulder. This time I really said, hey, it's all you. You just got to take care of it. And uh, and they killed it. They did a great job. They were flowing. I think Efros came on for a minute. Um, but really uh, – Really glad that they were able to take it over and discuss some of those topics. Uh, that is, we can confirm the natural progression of every broadcaster, Ian. So you're doing the right thing there by letting them spread their wings and fly. <laughs> what That's did you right. think? Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta push them out of the nest. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was a little I was a little nervous. I, I mean, I knew that they could do it. Obviously, they have a great relationship and and play off each other really well. So I knew that I was honestly surprised the first time when they couldn't get through uh, ten minutes. Uh, this was more what I thought it was going to be, um, and they did a great job. And I think moving forward, Dakota Bean and I was Zach at Homer opening day in um, Toledo, I believe. So um, getting to talk about that stuff, getting to hear some of those minor league stories, they travel around a little bit different season. Um, I think that's going to be great. 
And it came right after that huge home run. We heard Zach Zaidman's play-by-play of you hitting the three-run homer to tie it at 12. That's kind of the shame of it, too, was you know, there were the uh, the much-needed dinger dollars there, and that looked like it could be the start of something, and then you had to take a step back with the injury. Yeah, swing feels great. Um, I think the at-bats, the at-bats were good against the Reds for sure. Um, started to get a little bit better there day two, and, and – um, that last day, getting three hits in a game, first multi-hit game, is a big deal for me. That was uh, going a month without a two-hit game. <laughs> it's tough, let me tell you. One RBI, one homer, and no multi-hit games is really tough. But as we talked about before, the uh, some of those ancillary numbers, some of the hard-hit numbers, some of the balls in the air um, were good, and it was kind of making minor tweaks and relying on that and relying on the fact that uh, at some point, those those things have to turn. Um, and being able to get that three-hit game, see three balls in the air in one game, uh, three balls get down, um, all those things, just the confidence that that breeds um, was, was great. And, and swing still feels like it's in a good place. It's just a matter of um, being able to get back out there. Well, and Ian, I think we saw that not just play in your favor moving forward, but also the rest of the team. I'm not sure if they end up sweeping the Dodgers, even though those were much lower scoring games, if we don't see what we saw in the game before in Cincinnati. Yeah, 100%. I think that was a huge... Um, just just for us to be able to fight back uh, from, from giving up some runs and, and kind of that, that back and forth, as a team, whenever you can match um, another good offense blow for blow um, and you feel like no matter if you're down three or down five, um, that when you come back in the dugout, you always have a chance to score runs and, and put up a big number, uh, it just it gives confidence to everybody. It's really difficult um, when you go down early in the game and you put up a couple of zeros in a row. Uh, and then you feel like, oh, man, I don't know if we can we can even push one across, let alone match their three or five that they're putting up. But when you consistently, you know, you're pushing one an inning, and um, some of those crooked numbers start hanging, I think that's when, um, that's when as an offense, you really get clicking. Everybody has that confidence. It's, it's very contagious. You got to play a role in the most recent victory without even having a plate appearance when you came out to the on-deck circle as a decoy and maybe got a pitch in the zone for Matt Duffy that wouldn't otherwise have been there. What did David Ross say to you when he deployed you as as, uh, as the intimidator? Yeah, deep them. I was trying to convince him to give me a, uh, a left-on-left at bat. Um, you know, the right hand swing and right handed was a little bit more difficult for me. Uh, and so I was trying to convince him to give me a left on left AB there and get in. Um, wanted to save me for later, uh, you know, if we tied it up and then, and then they had some, I think a bunch of more righties in the pen. Um, so he said, don't go up left handed. Don't want them to see that and, and, and pitch around, um, stuff to get to that matchup. So he said, go up there righty and then I'll pull you back. Um, great move by him. Hard deke by me. My timing was great. Dave Roberts must have thought I was really locked in. Uh, and then uh, Tony with the Duff with a huge hit. Tony with the huge walk. Uh, and then Riz obviously on a spa day putting together those two at bats. It was super impressive. Okay, but if you're uh, the mentality though, if you know you're not going to hit, do you do anything to make yourself look more dangerous while you're warming up? Oh yeah, you got. I mean, you got to be some big leg kicks. You got to be out there, really wiggling the bat, really waggling it, feeling feeling sexy up there. You got to make it look like you're about to do some damage. 
But you can't do too much because of the ribs, right? Like at that point, you're still you're healing. So then that adds like an element of difficulty to this. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd like to say that it was a really difficult thing that I was asked to do, and I did it to perfection. I think that should be the storyline here. <laughs> uh, I will say this. I don't know how many teams feel great knowing that they're going to face Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer in the same day. What did you think about the way the team was able to not just run Kershaw out of the game early, but then also face off against Bauer and really take those two? Yeah, I think that was I think that was one of those situations where Wrigley uh, gave us a little bit of protection. I think team coming from coming from LA, I think they were in Milwaukee right before that playing inside. Um, Wrigley gave us a you know that that a couple of days of cold and wet and um, a little bit of a different climate, a little bit of a different different atmosphere. Um, you know, obviously something we're used to. Guys showed up. Uh, we're able to take advantage of some balls out of the zone, some walks, uh, and really put together good bats, good at bats against uh, Clayton in that first game. And then, you know, Trevor did a great job. It was just a matter of grinding that one out. Um, obviously, pitching that day was huge for us, keeping the keeping the game close. Jay Hay with um, the big homer, and then and then just battling, keep, keeping that the faith, having Javi with that late homer, and and. Doing what we've done for four or five games, which is just really never giving up and battling back. And that's kind of been the MO of this organization for the last uh, five, six years. Um, and so to be able to continue that with this group uh, and kind of get that that sense that we're doing a lot of the same things that we've been really good at as an offense for, for a number of years now, I think that, that's positive steps. I've never seen Anthony Rizzo run that fast in the, in that celebration. He got he got some separation from some dudes, and and I was impressed that he was able to escape all the way down the stairs. I was a little concerned in spikes that he was hitting the stairs a little too fast, but that, I don't think I've ever seen him move like that. Really high stepping it. He gets those knees up there to his chest uh, and starts moving. You got to be careful though with him. It looks like. Uh, you ever look at the back of his jersey? He really, when he runs, he does butt kickers. So the back of his jersey is just covered in mud. Take a look for that on a rainy day in Wrigley one time. And he's like a horse. Yep, pretty much. That's what he's built like. <laughs> uh, as far as you're concerned, what are the next steps for you? Yeah, um, like I said, training staff's doing a great job, um, and and just continuing on that path of. Yeah, the the one thing about contusion, rib contusion, is it, it's more time than anything. Um, so, being diligent with the rehab, but just also, um, we know that there's nothing wrong structurally. So it's all it's all a matter of managing pain. And um, what I'm trying to do is just make sure that I I'm ready uh, in a situation where I can help the team. Um, and giving Rossi as much um, information as I can about my condition and being able to get back out there. And like I said. Uh, yeah, would love to contribute this weekend. When you guys on the podcast have talked about baseball and you've talked about other star players, how does it make you feel when you hear that Albert Pujols is potentially weighing retirement, is looking at some point very soon at the end of his career? This guy has been pretty much concurrent with your whole earthly life. As, as he's been a, an, an all-time great major league player. What is it like to watch the, the denouement of, of his great career? Yeah, I uh, I feel really fortunate to have played against it in spring training. Obviously, um, missed the Angels series a couple of years ago um, and didn't get to play against him uh, ever in a big league game. But 
the one of the coolest things is when you go um, to the to the Tempe Diablo during spring training where the Angels play. They put uh, they don't put up uh, the previous season stats. They put up career stats uh, on their little scoreboard in right field, and you look up. and Trout's are like super impressive just from a like he has like a thousand career OPS. And then Pulhos comes up, and you look at the bulk numbers that he has, and it's terrifying. It's just to think about the number of times that he stepped in a big league batter box and had an at-bat against a professional pitcher is astounding. And so um, I felt really fortunate to be able to play against him, to watch him, um, and and what an amazing career, even if he doesn't uh, continue on. Um, but definitely uh, t- kind of tells you about the state of the game, um, that – the, somebody like that who's contributed so much to our game, done so much, um, had so much success, is definitely a Hall of Famer um, and won't get to finish his, his contract out. I, I think it, it just it speaks to where we're at from a uh, uh, contractual and, and, and um, kind of a somewhat of a loyalty standpoint. That to me was one of the biggest takeaways was seeing really – who's considered a titan of the game, and they paid him like it, be Mm -hmm. essentially DFA'd in early May. That could have been a decision made before the season started. That could have been a respect to her. I'm not saying everybody gets the Derek Jeter treatment here, but it was a bit surprising to see it go down the way it did. Definitely. I think everybody in baseball was shocked when that news came out. Um, And there is, and there has been for a long time. You feel like there's been respect for guys like that who have played. I, I don't know. This has to be at least 18, 19 years, probably pushing on 20, right? So um, guys that have been around that long, guys that have done that much for the game. Um, you know, I, I, I saw a bunch of messages um, on social media from other players who played with him. And John Jay was one of them specifically who I've also played with. And um, just the respect that they had across the diamond. I think that's, I think that's one thing. Uh, as a player, that you have so much respect for that guy and what he's been able to accomplish. I saw a stat like he's faced ten percent of all pitchers to ever pitch in Major League yep. Baseball. Like that's that, right. Like those those sorts of numbers deserve um, and that contribution to the game deserves respect. It deserves um, first ballot Hall of Famer respect. And and you know I think all the players who have played against him or have watched him play have that respect for him. We mentioned that home run is going to provide some dinger dollars for people who are a part of your Connect Roasters club, and everybody can go to connectroasters.com to get more information on what you're doing. What is the latest on the, the coffee and the charitable efforts? Big big day for the home run club. Uh, just did a, I think, 9 or 9.30. There's a drop going down for, for HR club members. Uh, some memorabilia, maybe some bats, maybe some cards, maybe a some cleats, a few things in there. Um, drinking morale blend right now at Wrigley, and I'm pumped up. Uh, nice to have it in the clubhouse. We got a little bit of a uh, little bit of quarantine coffee, a little bit of morale blend in the clubhouse, and everybody's loving it. So, um, yeah, HR Club at uh, ConnectRoasters.com, and we're looking forward to announcing some more partnerships soon on the retail side. But the support's been awesome. We appreciate it. Everybody tweeting about the morale blend during games has been fantastic, and and we look forward to that. It is a very wake up with your coffee at Wrigley in the clubhouse type of day, isn't it? That's exactly right. A little, little morale blend right now and then head to the hot tub. That's, that's a nice morning start for me. 
Ease in a little chill music. Don't get to the hip hop just yet. Morning game. Exactly get right. back into it. <laughs> we appreciate it, Ian. Yeah, heal up and uh, good health and bar- many barrels. Talk to you next week, guys. Thanks. That's Thank Ian Happ you. of the Chicago Cubs. We will come back and get this Friday show started next. Bernstein and Rahimi, 9 to noon on the score. The Parkins and Spiegel Show on your ride home. Afternoons 2 to 6 on the score. A manager on the south side admitting to not knowing the rules. Playing baseball is hard. It's always more frustrating and frankly more damning if a manager makes mistakes. The mistakes when you simply don't know the rules. After the game, LaRusso admits to not knowing the rules. You should hear it because it's just wild. Danny Parkins, Matt Spiegel. Afternoons 2 to 6 on Chicago Sports Radio 6. 70 the score and Odyssey station. This is Boomer Science with an Odyssey Sports Minute. Kevin Kelly is finally making the big move. So who's Kevin Kelly, you ask? And what move am I talking about? He's the head football coach at Pulaski Academy in Little Rock, and he's becoming head coach at Presbyterian College in Clinton, South Carolina. So now you're thinking, who cares about him? Would I surprise you if I said Bill Belichick does? He's probably the top high school coach in the country, the hoodie declared recently. I followed him. He's a little unconventional, but he's had great success. Kelly has won six of the last eight state championships and nine total since 2003. And as for unconventional, Kelly almost never punts and almost always kicks off on sides. In fact, this offseason, Belichick signed one of Kelly's best Pulaski alumni. That would be tight end Hunter Henry. Kelly could be the best thing to happen to college football in the Palmetto State since Steve Steve Spurrier retired. I'm Boomer Esaias. This segment is brought to you by ShopYourBank.com. Attention real estate investors, ShopYourBank now offers 30-year fixed-rate loans that don't require any tax returns, W-2s, or 1099s. Contact them at ShopYourBank.com. That's ShopYourBank.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.